0: cheers is a part of the fire and water network i cannot believe my ears this is your idea of romance lilith man does not live by romance alone he also needs hard-headed practicality if your head was any harder it would etch glass <laughs> where are you going i have no intention of spending the rest of the evening let alone the rest of my life with a compulsive anal retentive chowder head <laughs> now lilith Let's just both stop right now before we say something to spoil the mood. Why don't you go make love to your accountant? You know, if more people followed that advice, this world would be such a happy You want to go where everybody knows. Hello and welcome back to CheersCast, the podcast where everybody knows your name. I'm Ryan Daly, and this is another listener feedback episode to wrap up Season 6. By now, I think we all know the drill here. I'll read the emails, reviews, and comments we received during the second half of our coverage of Season 6. And at the end, I'll rank all of the Season 6 episodes. Kicking things off right away, I got a wonderful email from a listener named John, who writes... I look forward to your podcast every week. It gives me another reason to continue to rewatch Cheers. I originally watched when it first ran on NBC. I was in my early 20s. My 1st rewatch was during the COVID lockdown. That's when I realized I married a Diane-slash-Lilith combo. After 23 years and my divorce, I dated one Rebecca after another until I finally met my Carla. Thanks for the great entertainment. Sincerely, John in New Jersey. Well, first of all, that is an incredible and crazy romantic history you've got there, John. Uh, but I'm happy that you're finally happy. Uh, and also, thank you so much for writing in. I really appreciate it. Uh, we also got two new reviews on Apple Podcasts since the last season, both five star reviews, which obviously is greatly appreciated. The first review from Vinyl Prats 37. Love that name. Says, I'm so happy there is a podcast for Cheers making me relive my Nicket Night days. Keep up the great work. Can do. Thank you very much. Uh, and the second review comes from our friend and guest of the podcast, Vicky DeCiper. Vicky says, listening to this podcast feels like going home. Ryan is a gracious host who is knowledgeable of this subject matter and lovingly brings insight and accolades to one of the greatest comedies of all time. Highly recommend. Well, as always, thank you, Vicky and Vinyl Prats and John for all of those kind words you guys said. Okay, now we can move on to the episode feedback. And as always, I'm not going to read every comment, but I am still grateful for everyone who chimed in. All of these comments were left on the Fire & Water Podcast website, fireandwaterpodcast.com. Season 6, Episode 13, Woody for Hire meets Norman of the Apes, received comments from Gene Hendricks, Siskoid, and Mike Thomas. Mike said, great to have cast back. I agree this episode is kind of middling for Cheers, which is still better than most anything else on TV. All three of the plots felt like B or C plots. The idea that Cliff and Norm can afford to hire a trained monkey to do all this, that's got to be expensive for a postman and a barely employed painter. And where is the trainer? Surely a customer can't take a trained monkey without the trainer. Having said all that, I laughed a lot when watching this. You know, I feel like that is a solid epithet for even the weakest Cheers episodes. I still laughed a lot. Episode 14 and God Created Woodman got comments from Mike Thomas, Siskoid, and Coconut Phone, who said, This one aired on my birthday. What a fun treat that was. I agree with the notion that had Rebecca confessed up front, she would not have been treated the same as Woody and Sam were, because she's a woman. I also think that this was never going to be Evan Drake, just because it would have been a different dynamic than her just wanting to be seen as a good executive. That's a good point. Good point. Uh, Season 6, episode 15, A Tale of Two Cuties, received comments from Coconut Phone, Mike Thomas, Tim Price, and Devin Clancy. Devin said... The thing Norm was doing with his fingers is a little trick you usually show to kids. It might be in a magic trick book or fun facts or something. If you hold your two pinkies close together in front of your eyes and focus in the distance, it looks like there's a floating hot dog or finger between your two fingers. Not a drunk test, just something to do when you're bored. Hmm, Thanks Thanks for clearing that up. I, I didn't even think to try it until after I read that. Uh, Episode 16, Yacht of Fools, got comments from Mike Thomas and Coconut Phone. Mike said, I agree it was a cool callback to the period between Seasons 5 and 6 when Sam said he's got to stay off boats. And he should have followed his own advice because he'll have another bad experience on a boat in Season 8 on Robin Colcord's yacht. Yes, indeed. That's a very funny episode that I'm looking forward to. Uh, episode 17, To All of the Girls I've Loved Before, got comments from Siskoid, Coconut Phone, Mike Thomas, and Tim Price. Tim said, I do marvel at how literate and intelligent the Cheers writers were. Originally, they only showed it off through Diane, but we still get to see that expressed through Fraser and Lilith, which is perhaps the reason Lilith became a bigger presence in the show. The jokes can't all be baseball and beer references, or the dialogue and character interactions would get stale. Characters like Frasier and Lilith pushed the writers in a different way, keeping the show clever in dialogue and wordplay. Just something I thought of while watching this episode. Well, it's a good thought, Tim, because I totally agree with you. Uh, season 6, episode 18, Let Sleeping Drake's Lie, received comments from Mike Thomas, John Schaefer-Hames, Ciscoid, Coconut Phone, and Tim Price. Siskoid said, I have to agree that Rebecca is turning out to be the best thing about Cheers at this point. We were more invested in a continuing story with Sam and Diane. That didn't become shorthand for nothing. But in a more episodic format, Rebecca is definitely the funniest character, and she shines when she's the focus of an episode. And Mike Thomas added, My favorite Rebecca line is when Norma hands her the bag of chips, and she looks at it and says, Cajun style? And everyone in the comments section agreed that that is an all-time great line delivery. Uh, episode 19, Airport 5, got comments from Siskoid and Mike Thomas. Siskoid said, I coincidentally watched Airplane 2, the sequel today, and guess who has a tiny role in it? George Went. I completely forgot about it. I uh, Air, The first Airplane movie is one of my all-time favorite comedies, and I watched that to a, like a religiously when I was a child because we had it on tape. I've only seen the sequel once, and that was on TV with commercials like 25, 30 years ago and I barely remember it. But yeah, George Went was in it, so maybe it's worth a rewatch sometime. Uh, season 6, episode 20, The Sam in the Gray Flannel Suit got comments from Mike Thomas and Coconut Phone, who said, A rare, pretty straight-up heel turn for Evan. Why didn't he just straight-up offer Sam a cushy job in exchange for pay- for playing on the company's softball team for a few weeks? Who wouldn't happily take the pay bump and play if just asked? The handshake coming so quickly was a great comedic beat. Yeah, and this was something, uh, unfortunately, this, this wasn't in the episode, um, but after Omar and I recorded our, the, that episode for Cheers, guys, talking about it, we actually had a, like a separate conversation about kind of this very idea that this, this was a thing, we saw this a lot, um, in sitcoms of this era, and also in movies, like it seemed like a fate worse than death was a character doing something just for the money or or just just for like the sake that it would benefit of like if there was if it meant sacrificing sam's integrity to be lied to then like that was sacrosanct but like yeah like what would who would hold it against him if it was like yeah you sit in an office doing absolutely nothing just and once a week you have to play in a softball game it's like who would turn that out? Like, who is the actual loser in that situation? Who gets hurt from that? Other than Heppel, who has to give up his office just for the softball season. But like, like Evan's point: like, is it really such a bad idea? And yeah, like he he could have been upfront about it. But like, even if Sam admits that he was lied to and this was all just a con, like, is it really so bad to turn this down? I kind of feel like he's just being foolish and cutting off his nose to spite his face, financially speaking, because. I think anybody in this situation would be like, yeah, you want me to just play ball, and you'll give me this corporate gig, and I don't have any responsibilities? Of course I would do that. Yeah, so, but that that seemed to be, that seemed to go against the, the sort of zeitgeist of the era. Maybe it still does, I don't know, but... Uh, anyway, episode 21, our hourly bread got comments from Mike Thomas and Coconut Phone. Coconut Phone said, "'Loved how game Al is to go along with Sam's scheme. "'The parade of sob stories culminating with Cliff, of all people, getting a shot at Carla, was great. "'I loved how vintage yuppie Frazier is at this point. "'The Tidwell, his car, it's great.'" Uh, episode 22, Slumber Party Massacred, got a comment from Mike Thomas who said, It is pretty funny that Carla has eight kids, and yet only the adult son is at the dinner table. Probably most of her kids are out committing various crimes. I think all of Carla's kids appear together in the final season episode when Nick and Loretta come back, but I'm not sure if it's the same actors playing the older kids. And actually, uh, uh, Mike like, went back and I, I could have told him as much that, uh, yeah, uh, we, we don't see Anthony and Annie in that episode. Um, So, yeah, this was our last time uh, seeing them on Shares. Uh, episode 23 bar wars received comments from mike thomas and coconut phone mike thomas said i always get mixed up on which gary actor is which but i think the other one is my favorite the other one seems more obnoxious as an adversary i think he's the one who does backflips in the basketball game in season nine and also appeared on seinfeld once yeah the other one you're talking about is joel polis um and i I think you're right that he does come across as more kind of sleazy, slimy adversarial and probably because in the the Seinfeld episode you're thinking of, he played that same role to George. He was the one who would get who would like zing George during office meetings when they were both working for the Yankees and, and always got like the and and George was frustrated that he couldn't think of a comeback until when he was in the car on the way back. Um so yeah, I think Joel Polis just naturally kinda has that air that about him that he's good playing that type of character. So that's probably why you think that he was the better Gary of the two. Uh season six, episode twenty four, The Big Kiss Off. Got comments from Rob, Siskoid, and Coconut Phone. Siskoid said, You mentioned Norm, etc. talking to Randos. Sam was doing it too at the top of a scene. In fact, there were a lot of background actors acting up in this one, being noticeable, etc. I found that a little weird. Also, the inference that the bar closes at midnight—yeah, don't don't get me started on that one. Uh, but I agree that this was one of the funniest episodes of the season. Yeah. Uh, and finally, episode 25: Backseat Becky up front got comments from Gene Hendricks coconut phone, Mike Thomas, and Siskoid. Siskoid said, There's so much to like in this episode. How Cliff keeps droning on in the background as the scene moves from someone to someone else, but it's still pretty audible. Rebecca being quite ridiculous, but oh so human, her eyes going up in the car, which is touching. Sam's fire, which is exactly how it feels, ladies, when it's about to happen. Note how he pulls his shirt out of his pants as he closes the door, which is a great, great detail. Uh, The sweet and unexpected friendship between them And how about Sam's superpowers here? Yes, there's the amazing disappearing bra, but how he lights the fireplace is completely impossible, too. As to your reference to Ted Danson being brave enough to, in later seasons to let the writers ruin Sam's reputation, in interviews I've seen, Danson has said that Sam was totally opposite to who he actually was, to the point of feeling uncomfortable with the material. I'm sure he jumped at the chance to reinvent the character. Some people have only one thing that they can do, and they keep doing it. Though he was in danger of being cast only as Malone types, if we go by Three Men and a Baby, for example, his career has been Thankfully, much more varied, and I account him as a character actor despite his flirtation with a leading man in Cheers. Very good point. Very good point. Uh, Siskoid said, The season ended strong. Order some more draft, and I'll be back for season seven. You and me both. Uh, that is all for the episode specific feedback, and I want to thank everyone who commented this season, especially Mike Thomas and Coconut Phone. It seemed like you guys commented on just about every episode, which is very, very cool. Thank you so much. Uh, alright, before I go, the final two superlative categories for the show. First, who was the MVP of season six? As you know, my guests and I always rate our employee of the week at the end of each episode. I've been keeping a tally of all of these, and here are the results for season six. A lot of the guest appearances and guest actors got uh some some MVP votes. So we got one vote for Eddie LeBeck, four for Lilith, five for Evan Drake, one for Dwayne, who was the uh the, the trained monkey, and one for Al. Frasier got four MVP votes this season, Cliff got two, Norm got two, Carla got two, Woody got nine. Sam this season only got four MVP votes, and taking the astonishing lead, which just shows how great she was immediately, and what Siskoid was saying about how she was such, she was shined when she was the focus, Rebecca Howe got 16 MVP votes this season for her first year. That is an incredible showing to start off, and uh, and I love it, love it, love it. Finally, my ranking of the season six episodes. As I like to mention every time, this has nothing to do with who was my guest on the episode or how we covered it. This is just my impression of the Cheers episodes. 25, at the very bottom Woody for Hire meets Norman of the Apes. 24, Christmas Cheers. 23, My Fair Clavin. 22, And God Created Woodman. 21, A Tale of Two Cuties. 20th place, Airport 5. Nineteen slumber party massacred in eighteenth place, little Carla happy at last part two in seventeenth place, little Carla, happy at last part one, number sixteen, our hourly bread, fifteen the crane mutiny, fourteen, the last angry mailman, thirteen yacht of fools, twelfth place the Sam in the gray flannel suit, eleventh place, puddin head boyd, ten ion sports, nine bar wars. 8, To All the Girls I've Loved Before. 7, Home is the Sailor, the season premiere. Number six, Paint Your Office. Number five, A Kiss is Still a Kiss. In fourth place, The Big Kiss Off. Third place, Backseat Becky Up Front. Second place, Let Sleeping Drakes Lie. And first place, Bidding on the Boys. But that's a shocker. I bet a lot of people were expecting Let Sleeping Drakes Lie to be my favorite of the season, and it was very, very close. Um, but the whole episode with the uh, the auction and the bar, and uh, Lilith bidding on Sam and taking him away to the hotel, with Fraser. getting jealous I gotta say I-, I love that one but very close those two are like neck and neck but uh, yeah those were the those were the season six episodes and that's a wrap on the season uh, I am hoping to start recording season seven episodes after New year's uh, so expect the podcast to come back late January or early February I'm really looking forward to it I think quite possibly the funniest episode of cheers is coming up this season. And I hope you come back for that. So until then, thanks to all of you who listen to Cheerscast and support the show by liking and sharing on social media and leaving comments on the website, fireandwaterpodcast.com. You can also support the Fire and Water Podcast Network on Patreon. This show is patronized by the Right On Network, and Jeff and Rick presents Unpacking the Power of Power Pack. Go to patreon.com slash Podcast to support your favorite show on the Fire and Water Network. Thanks everyone for listening, and until next time, we're closed. Here's my plan, okay? I'm gonna walk out of here, I'm gonna leave the closet door yay bit open, right, so it won't squeak. Now you wait till he's good and sound asleep, and then you just walk on out of here, okay? Okay. If you're hungry, I brought you some chips. Uh, Cajun style. <laughs> Never mind, just go ahead. Okay, all Right. Good luck.